The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to the Parental Compass presented by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. Welcome to all the new people joining us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. Any platform can do it. Here's two truths. Addiction recovery is challenging and children can be stressful. How can you be the best parent possible while still navigating your own sobriety. Our guest has a lot of experience in this area, Sam Miller. Sam is a hilarious touring comedian. You can learn more about him by going to sammillercomedy.com. And he's also a recovering addict. At Sam's worst points, he was on meth, he was violent. He, He wasn't someone that you'd wanna be around. A lot has changed since then though. Sobriety isn't just about not doing drugs. It's about navigating all those feelings that push you to do drugs in the first place. Today, we're gonna talk with Sam a little bit about how he's been doing it. Let's check it out. Cause I, I try to describe addiction to people that don't understand what it's like for me to do drugs and it's like, I'm not running towards high. I'm running away from sober. Like, I, yeah. mm. I hate the way I feel sober and, uh, not, not anymore. I mean, it's still rough sometimes and don't get me wrong. Like I miss it. I do. Uh, but my life today is I have problems in areas where I used to not have areas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. What was it like when it was just really bad? Like what was kind of the deepest point of it? Oh man. Uh, I was homeless in Tenasket, Washington. So I had been fired from the forest service and had started using methamphetamines again. And was, I'll just say, I was like, I was like living at like a, like a puppy mill where they were like breeding puppies basically. Wow. Uh, it was, it was as horrible as I could, I, I could tell some like really awful stories and I'm, uh, and I'm not right now, but like, uh, as terrible as you think it might have been living at like a puppy mill and using methamphetamines and like um, being around like very violent people and being violent myself at times, like it was, it was that much. It was, it was absolutely terrible. So yeah. Absolutely what, terrible. what was your relationship like with your dad growing up? Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't great. You know, my dad was a Lieutenant Colonel in the air force. He was very strict and he drank a lot. And then he retired when I was a kid and then he started drinking more. And then he passed away when I was 12. And, uh, and it's kind of a thing I try to explain it because it ties into the addiction stuff. Cause it was like, I was scared of my dad until I was, until he died. And then after he died, I was scared of everything else. You know, mm-hmm. like it was weird. Like he was kind of a maniac, but he was my maniac and he kept me safe, you know? Uh, like he might be dangerous himself, but he kept me safe from other stuff. Uh huh. Ask my dad, like, if my dad couldn't beat you up, he'd shoot you, <laughs> you know? Like, he uh-huh. wasn't like, like I had, I, you know, I'd seen my dad 
uh, pulled guns on people. I'd grown up around that. Had uh, yeah, it's just something I was around. And mm-hmm. then, you know, well, that's what it is. Yeah, I thought everybody when I was a kid too. It's weird. Like, I thought it was everybody grew up like that. Like, I thought it was like everybody had like, like, uh, like grew up around like, like, like violence and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it turns out that it's not. There's like a big chunk of people that do, and it, it's at different levels. Yeah, but, uh, it's wild it's how. When you're young, you think your family is just the world because that's just what yeah, you're yeah, yeah. all the time. And so why would yeah. you think anything else? Um, exactly. You know, they say potentially genetics can play into addiction. Does that make you worried yeah. about your children at all? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, you know, my dad is drinking it and my drinking. And honestly, um, all the men in my family generally and on both sides my mom's side too i mean there's mm-hmm. there's been struggles over there struggles on my side a lot of beauty too but like a lot of struggles yeah like but usually usually those things kind of exist together in a weird way you know no one's ever one thing you know yeah 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 the same thing with my dad too he wasn't one thing like he was a bad dude but he was a good dude in certain ways too but yeah. like a for real bad dude sometimes uh, well what um, do you um yeah. oh, go ahead well, I was going to say with my kids, um, when we, when Brittany told me that she was pregnant and we, we had that conversation and we decided to, if you don't know what that conversation is about, we were talking about whether or not we were going to keep it or not. You know? mm-hmm. And we decided to keep it. And immediately I was just, that's the first thing I thought about. And that's how strong that, that is. It's wow. like in being a, a man in recovery. It's like, that's my first thought I was like, oh my God, like, what if, what if he's like me? Like, what if it's mm-hmm. just me? Um, so, yeah, I was, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of well, all the things I'm scared about, that's actually pretty high up there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's tough. Just what are they like me? Oh. Uh, what yeah. Are you, yeah. What are you uh, teaching them? I know they're young right now, but are you talking to them about addiction and recovery and things like that? I think, like, teaching and demonstrating go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I, I tell them that um, it might be a good idea for them to steer clear of psychoactive substances. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use those terminologies, but I've talked about drugs. I've talked about alcohol and I've talked about how our, our family, like we're, we're, we have a predisposition for uh, substance use disorders. And that I had a substance use disorder, but the biggest thing, and you know this too, Bobby, it's like, it's like demonstrating. So, and that involves, um, and that's more than, so besides me staying sober, I need to be uh, gentle and beautiful and consistent. And uh, yeah, well, they talk about people being like dry drunks or something like they're not drinking, but they're still just a uh, very difficult person or they're not doing all those other things you need to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at my worst, yeah, I do struggle with that. But as time has gone on, and you know this about me too, man, and I've over the last, it's funny because I've been dealing with this for the last like four days now, is that like I am a sensitive, emotional. Yeah. And those emotions are going to happen such a challenge is managing those emotions or handling things when you feel angry do you have any times recently where you were just um 
you know, really upset and you were proud how you managed it. <laughs> Man, I feel like this is my wheelhouse. You really set me up for success here. <laughs> um, yeah, my kids, uh, about three weeks ago, they, they broke uh, a, a fairly expensive flat screen TV. Did they just tip it over? Or? They were throwing dog toys at each other in the living room. Mm. and uh they didn't know they broke it because it was off when they, they hit the screen with the dog toy didn't know it was broken um because it was off but i turned it on and knew immediately what had happened yeah and uh yeah i didn't yell um obviously what? i don't put my i don't put my hands on uh yeah what, what did you do instead of yelling you know what I did? I was, I was glad they were outside. They were outside playing with their friends when I mm -hmm. saw the TV. And I got, I got very, very upset. And then I calmed down. And then I started thinking about it again. And I got upset again. And I cycled about five or six times. Uh -huh. Upset and then calming down, upset and then calming down. And then, and then I called them and I told them and I told their friends. I was like, hey, uh, kids, you guys are in deep trouble. I told their friends. I was like, hey, they can't play today. They're probably not going to play tomorrow either. Like uh, they are in very big trouble and they need to come in. And it was funny because they, they come into the house and they're like, you know, like, what, dad? What is it? What happened? Like they knew mm -hmm. it was bad. And I said, uh, I said, look at the TV. And my youngest looked at the TV and I, I, I'm not kidding. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, this is bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I was just like, I, and I, you know, what's funny. You'll, I think you'll love this is I, I told him, I was like, man, like, God, I love you guys more than anything. But I was like, I am so upset. Like, I am so mad right now. Yeah. And immediately I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing right now. It's like, you guys, I'm just going to start naming chores and you're just doing them. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to complain about it. And I'm like, and then you're probably going to spend the rest of the night in your room for sure. Uh, I'm going to wait till your mom gets home and we're going to talk about stuff after that. Like you guys are in huge trouble and they got emotional too, you know? And honestly, it's funny because they like watching that TV too. You know, yeah. like it was, it was a big, nice thing. It's a loss for broke. everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, they broke it because they're careless because they're kids, you know, they yeah. don't care. They don't understand, you know? So well, let's, let's talk about the uh, comedy world. Cause I know that's a huge part of your life and you're traveling, you're all over the place. I imagine in that scene, there's still probably a fair amount of substance use around. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a musician or anything else, probably. You're working at night. It's a kind of party atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's that like for you as a sober person? You know, um, I don't think I've ever been tempted at a comedy show to drink or use or anything like that. I just, yeah. it's just not like, I think I'm very glad that I found comedy after I found recovery and not the other, like, because mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have found recovery if I had found comedy first. Uh, comedy, it's weird because like, there's people that say, oh, comedy is therapy. It's not. Therapy is therapy. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. uh, comedy can be therapeutic and it can, it can. But a lot of times comedy is not therapeutic, especially for folks when they're starting out. And like, and a lot of times like comedy at its best is like an amazing community of like-minded folks that are mm -hmm. working hard 
uh, comedy at its worst is just terrible for people. You're traveling all over the place and doing kind of this non-traditional job. How does that tie into parenting or do you have any thoughts about how that all works together? I'm still figuring it out. You know, I've only been doing comedy full time now for about four or five months, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I have been doing it for about eight years and I'm just now starting to do like major road work where I'm gone for like six or seven days, but also my kids are eight and 10 now, you know, and, uh, and, you know, I feel like when I put some stress on one area of the family, then it's up to me to take some stress off in another area. Yeah. You know, like, I think as, as, as like a husband and a dad and and honestly like a man walking through this world like I want to or just a human being it doesn't even need to be like man shit or woman stuff but like uh Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't know why I keep trying to equate this to gender while I'm talking to you I think uh it has something to do with the conversation we were having before this about our friend yeah uh, I uh it's up to me like that's on me like I need to be I need to be as good of a person as I can be. And if I'm going to go get mine over here, like when I'm like, stand-up comedy is like, it's like a selfish art form. Like it's just you and you're trying to get all the laughs. You know, uh-huh. All the attention, all the, yeah. yeah. And so to be like a whole person, I feel like I need to balance that out on the other side, you mm-hmm. know? So like I have beautiful relationships with all kinds of people, like people like you, honestly, like it's even cats like, like, we're not like hanging out all the time or something like that. But every time I see you and I know if I called you and if I needed to talk, like you're there, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. And I have, I have so many people in Olympia and outside of Olympia too, but mostly Olympia that are like that. Mm-hmm. So like, that's it for me. It's like, I can do a, B and C, but it doesn't work if, unless I keep it going with D, E and F. It sounds like having a good support network is just a huge part of sobriety too. And I would say that, that's the most important part that's vital to it like there's there there is as far as recovery goes it's not me it's us you know Mm -hmm. like that that's what it is yeah well and I think when people are actively using one part that's really hard about quitting is like well all my friends are using drugs too or they're all drinking and then even if they weren't you know the best people to be around it's like you lose your whole you know, network of people. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if it was like that for me. I still have a lot of friends. And I also, and I don't dog them at all. Because the thing about, I got high for a long time for a reason. And there's things I regret I did to get high. There's things I regret while I was high, but I don't regret doing drugs. And it wouldn't matter if I did. Uh, you know it's not doesn't do anything you know yeah yeah Uh, like and I still I still have a lot of friends and I love them and I'm always gonna mess with them whether they're in recovery or not because I'm no like we're all like you know me man even in you know even in like especially early recovery like I was still downtown like I was bouncing at a bar right Mm -hmm. and then I would get done at that bar and then I'd go over to the royal and get mixed up in some like fisticuffs mm-hmm. and like sober like yeah. I'm like I'm sober like and that's the other thing like other behaviors I'm not going to go into details but it's like like I was still doing illegal stuff sober 
yeah. stuff that I didn't need to do, you know, and stuff that was dangerous, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, that saying, it's like, what do you, you know, you know what you get when you get a horse thief sober, right? You know what you get? What do you get? A sober horse thief, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's the deal, you know, like, I love it. That's the most, like, redneck cowboy saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Are there things that your wife does to help keep you on track or how does how does she support? I'm sure a ton of ways, but anything that just comes Oh yeah. Out? We are a great fit. Uh her organization skills are much better than mine. Um I uh I feel like I'm uh I'm a good mascot around the house. <laughs> like I uh but there are, there's a division of things. So like, basically like I wash the dishes and try to keep the kitchen clean. Like that's mostly my deal. She does a lot of the cooking and the laundry. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of like, and we switch it up sometimes. Sometimes I'll do some laundry and some cooking, you know, it all, it all depends. And um, we just don't, it's like, we do what we need to do, but we don't really stress about it. And also we're constantly checking in with each other. Uh, and there was points early on where it was very hard, especially when the kids were really young, uh, where I was worried that I was like, can we do this? Can we make this? Can we make this happen? But what's amazing is that like, I love her now more than I ever have, especially with her and my mom too. My mom lives with us. She lives downstairs. She has her separate living space. Like sometimes we don't see her for like a week, even though she's downstairs. Like a lot of times, like she's up every day and like my mom and my wife have put so much trust in me to have a go at this comedy stuff. And I am incredibly grateful and blessed to have, to have these opportunities, you know? Yeah. So I'm actually watching my mom walk in the front yard right now. I don't nice. know what the hell she's doing. I'm probably going to go out there and help her do some stuff here in a minute. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been wonderful just seeing all your growth over the year. Hey, that's what's up. You know, you're building right now, and I'm just wishing you all the success, and thanks for being here and talking to me today. Hey, 100%. Uh, yeah, and you keep doing your thing, too. SamMiller.com. Peace out. Yeah, SamMillerComedy.com. I don't know. Oh, good. Thank you. SamMillerComedy.com. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do a reshoot. Sam Miller com Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do oh, my phone fell too. Oh no. <laughs> I got you. Go. SamMillerComedy.com. Thanks for being here, Sam. Hey, you're so welcome, Bumblebee. It's good to see you, man. Thank you, Sam. SamMillerComedy.com. It's been great having you on the show. This has been the Parental Compass presented by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.